every believer is given the baptism of the Holy Ghost when you are born again. So if you have not been born again, it's a different story. If you are born again, you have given your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost is in you. And then it fills you with the additional baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is called the infilling of power. And that is where these gifts have been manifested from. The Holy Spirit in you will manifest all any of these gifts through you. As the Spirit wills, we have to emphasize that in verse 11. All this work that one and self same spirit, divided to every man severally as he will, in the body of Christ, so that in the local church, one may have the give manifestation of prophesying, the other may have manifestation of the sign of spirit. It's not something you grab just the body, the church of the local church will cover that we want this to manifest in our midst, Lord. Manifest this gift in our midst, so far, and then it will distribute as you will the manifestation from to someone here, to someone there, to someone there, to someone there. But many times we in the in our baby shelter, we have been praying for it and we want I want it to manifest to me this one. I want to manifest to me this one. And we never get anything because we are praying wrongly. It is the body, the local church will be praying that Lord manifest your gifts through us in the body of Christ. Distribute it to us. Whoever he uses is fine. Use the pastor, use the sister this, use the brother for this or that, for any other of this manifestation is fine. But we are not to be jealous. Oh yes, that man that brother was going to have the gifts of faith, and you are now jealous of it. No, don't be jealous. Just praise God that it's manifesting in our midst. The manifesting in our midst. We are a body, but people are not taking it as a body, taking it as my personal property. That is where the body, that's why we are not getting much done in the body of Christ. That's why Christ is not blessing much. Because people are thinking it's my personal property. I can prophesy. When he say, he say, he say something for the whole body, if God is manifesting through you, I have the Holy Spirit, you also have the Holy Spirit. It manifesting gifts of healing to you and to be used for the body of Christ. It's manifesting just interpretation of tongues through me to be used for the body of Christ. It's manifesting the prophecy through this brother to be used for the body of Christ. It's manifesting the word of wisdom from this brother when you are congregated together to use for the body of Christ. So that the word of God just come to bless everybody. That is what the manifestation is all about. Not a personal property that you say. That's why everybody is wanting it for themselves. So that's one of the reasons why the body of Christ has not been getting what we get in. We say we want it to happen. We want to be like the first church age where things are happening, but we are not understanding it the way the church age was set up. And that's why Holy Ghost couldn't manifest much because we are all wanting this for our private use or to get ego. A prophesy to say ah, he's a professor and so he never failed. And it's now building up his name. That becomes pride, and God is not going to be condoning that. And that's all of the errors in the body of Christ that has made the things to be far off from the first church, the first church age. Apostle Paul is now going to talk about verse 12, first Corinthians chapter 12, starting from verse 12, that we are one body. That's what we are pointing out. And we are all manifesting just like a body. The hand is different from the head, is different from the nose, and different. everybody is having some part to play in this physical body called our physical body, human being. So that's how the Holy Ghost also is taking the whole church of Christ as one body, so that this finger can do this, this finger can do that, this tongue can do this, this tongue can do that. They are, but we are all to supply the body, this body, with all our services. So the man that is able to prophesy is to supply that to the body, church, the one that is speaking in we all of them is supplying a service to the body, the church of God. So that's what he's going to talk about here, that we have to see the body of Christ like that. 
so that all those gifts are manifested as the spirit wish. So this leg of mine can begin to say, no, you I want to be able to see. My leg can't see. It's made to be walking also. This my eyes can't say, oh, look, I don't I want to be able to smell. No. This nose is made for that, the eyes to see. So that's why the gift is distributed as the Holy Ghost wants. So you can say the Holy Ghost don't use that. I want to be able to speak in tongues or pro prophesy. I don't want to just have this. He has given everybody to be able to speak in tongues, but this extra manifestation is as he wills in us. And he has created us for specific services. So the hand can say, no, I don't want to be carrying things. I want to just be to just be standing on the on the stand on me. No. The legs is the one we stand on. The hand is to carry things. So that is exactly what in the body of Christ is. God is manifesting these gifts through his body as he has created the body to be. So that we are providing services to the old, to the head. The head is Christ. And the head is the one that is giving direction to the every part of our body. But every part is to supply your own service. And not be jealous of the other one. The hand should be jealous of the leg. The leg should be jealous of the belly. The belly should be jealous of the back. See, everybody is providing their own service to the body or to the head that is controlling it. So that is the explanation that he is trying to give here in chapter 12 as we go from verse 12 here. For as the body is one, and as many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many members. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now, as God said, the members, every one of them, in the body as it had pleased him. So he's using the configuration, the structure of our body to describe this spiritual thing. That this manifesting of the gifts is given to every member of the body of Christ as the Spirit wants, as the Spirit ordained it in life, so that one may be prophesying, the other one will only have a word of knowledge, the other one can only have the gift of faith, the other one may have gifts of healing, the other one will be having interpretation of tongues, to all build the body of Christ up, as what he's trying to say. Verse 19 says, If they were all one member, where were the body? See, everybody wants to be able to do this, working on miracles, that's great, and they, they want a name for themselves. If that's all we are all doing, we are, we are not the body, we are, not, we are not fulfilling everything. We have to have somebody working on miracles, somebody working on gifts of him. The other one is just word of knowledge. That is, every member is providing their own service. But now are they many members yet, but one body. Verse 21 And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. See, even Christ needed us. Remember that. Christ is our head, is needed us to continue this work on earth until he comes. So he said, the head can't tell the feet that I don't need you. I can go without you. No, you need the feet, otherwise you'll be crippled or be one-legged person. Verse 22 said, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. What do you think of my body? You think one part of it is not necessary? 
Oh, say this finger is so small. I don't need it. No, you need it. If that finger is not there, the whole angle will be able to coordinate together to carry something. You begin to feel that there's a lack. That little toe that looks like it's not necessary in your foot, tiny little toe is necessary there. If it's not there, there will be some, some, some things you can't step on properly. Why? Because that toe is there for a purpose. God has a, a purpose for that little toe. Don't think it's useless. Even the nail on that little toe is so just as important. If it's not there, that too will just be flesh of me that has no more strength. So God has a purpose for every member in our body. Even the skin, take care of it because it's serving a purpose. That's why he said, even the members of our body that we think is feeble are necessary. Verse 23, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. Even the skin, that's why you keep polishing your skin with cream every time. Why? Because it looks like it's, it's not important, but it's important because you want to keep it shining also. Abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. So God has ordained it that way. Verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, that no division. We must have united, everything must be working together, coordinated together by the brain, coordinating our work. If this hand can carry this thing, this one joins to carry it together. Let's say the two can carry it, and you use your foot to lift yourself up. So those are coordinated by the brain. And that is the same thing, is the, the body of Christ is like that too. That's why it's time to use an example. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. You think about it. Even you are Olympic and you say, we run the race, the leg, so you think it's your leg that just did the job. Oh, this man, his leg is so muscle, it's fast. Look at how he won the race. He was champion, he gave him gold medal. Did they hang the medal on the leg? No, they hang it on the neck. So, does the neck do anything? Well, you better believe it. It's keeping the head there, you know, so. And the head is not doing anything. Oh, you better believe it's controlling the leg. So, well, then they give the gold medal not to the leg, to the whole body. And even the finger looks like it's not doing anything, but it's the one making this one. This way. So everything is coordinated together. That's what Apostle Paul is giving us an illustration here that all members rejoice together when when the member is one, one member is uh, enjoying the victory. But if one member is suffering, all members will suffer together. If just your finger is pain, aching because of some injury or some something, the whole body is aching. They, they are now trying to take things carefully because of that finger that's aching. That's why I say, if one member is suffering, the whole body is suffering. Verse 27. Now, here are the body of Christ and members in particular. So, you have to be our another's body before you come into. We are all in this together. Verse 28. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, these are, these are administration in the body of Christ. And he said, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, are all the gifts of healing, 
or do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet honestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent gift. It's, I encourage believers to covet, I mean, seek for the best gifts. As the body of Christ, seek for it. Don't want to manifest those these gifts in our midst. That's how you covet it, pray for it. Not that manifest it through me, I'm, I want it, I want it for me. No, it's for the body of God, manifest it in our midst, and God can then give one to you, give one to that one, give one to that minister. Not for your own gain, not to make yourself name, to make you look big. That's very important. Because that's where people run into problems and God withdraws. And when God withdraws, you know what happened? The demons took over. Because they see that this man loved that show, he loved that, that uh, glory, vain glory. And once they see that the Holy Ghost is not going to use the man, the man decides to know that seeking, seeking will make the demon just begin to, you won't know that he's not listening to the demon. People have been accused like that in that generation where they prophesy to the Holy Ghost, but they want to prophesy every time. They want to stand up and point to people and tell them their life. And if the Holy Ghost is not making it, they want to make it up. And the demon just come in and give them words. That's good advice. Do you know what's speaking through you? Do you can you recognize it's the spirit of God speaking to them? You are just hearing some voice. Are you sure who's speaking? So that's why you want to be right. Make sure you are right. Make sure you are listening. You let the Holy Ghost manifest to you. But if you are designing it for yourself, lusting after it, wanting it for yourself, then the Holy Ghost won't be able to use it and the demons will take advantage of your lost, become lost, also. And the advantages of lost is what they will take hold of and you'll be prophesying lies and you can see something like that like, but something like that has happened recently when american progress uh, presidency was being done many so-called prophets they wanted their name to be on the book that they prophesied that mr trump will be the next president they had somebody said they also want to say it and they make it up or they many of them turn out to be liars because mr trump didn't win they wanted to force it he wanted to force it, but God was against him because God resisted the proud. He gave you know, grace to the humble. God was against them. That's why many of them are ashamed of them. Some of them went and repented that they were sorry. Others still wanted to say, oh, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Came to be prophets. Well, you see, they wanted this fame, this fame, the desire of being glory, to say they are the one that prophesied it. They are the one that prophesied for. They saw it. God told them. This man's going to win. And it's building themselves up. They are not building God up. They are building them themselves, their ministry. Many of them even just want to sell books. So I say, well, Professor Sasso, let me read what he said. That's, and that is merchandising the word of God. And that's why God has to stand against them. Many of them are, are ashamed when they didn't come to power. And now many of us were praying against against those things. That we, we don't want this thing to happen like that because we are praying for the body of Christ. And in the end, God stands with the with the world, with those that are praying, praying for the truth. So many of those people that just wanted fame for themselves, they became disappointed when God didn't stand with them. That's why we are saying you are not to be seeking, you have to pray that God manifest it give to us. Not true me, I can prophesy and they will know me. You know me that I'm great. That's greatness for yourself, not for Christ. And when God does not give it to you, these demons will come in and begin to give, we call it familiar spirits, give you the words to say. And you think, I'm hearing something, I'm hearing something, and you want to prophesy, and it be lies. And then you become a false prophet. Do you want to be a false prophet, a lying spirit, and go to hell with the devil? 
So why do we why, let's do this thing right, brother? Let's do this thing right, sister. Whom are you serving? Yourself or the Lord Jesus Christ? You want to serve yourself, you want to make name for yourself, or you want to bring people to Christ? I'd rather hear well done, thou good and faithful servant in the end, than to make name, make books, make money in this world, make fame for yourself in this world. That's not the goal. The goal of Christianity is to get to be for Christ and say and hear the word. Well done, thou good and faithful son. That is what all of us should be shooting for. And that's what I'm encouraging you also to be shooting for. Praise the Lord. We are going to go into chapter 13 now. We are possibly going to talk on something else. Now he's going to talk on something else that is very important. Very, very important. Though I speak with the tongues of men, now he's talk, going to talk about love here. Because when he, after he has talked about Holy Spirit gives a look, he's going to he's realizing that what is going on among the Corinthians could be that something is missing. He started by saying, everybody say, I'm for this, I'm for that. They are talking about self, self, I'm for this, I'm for that. They are personality, they are following personality. Then they are talking about somebody is committing for the They are getting they are the division of God's over husband and wife. They are defaulting one another here over there. What's going on here? And then they talk about Holy Ghost. Everybody wants this thing, everybody wants this person, everybody wants to be prophesied. And he said, well, let's talk about love. Something is missing. The one that's missing, the ingredient that is missing in the body of Christ may be this. Because I read it chapter 13. And he's saying it to everybody to, to take knowledge of it. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity or love. I'm going to use the word love because the, the translation of the word agape to means charity. Charity to the mind of our generation. It's like giving gift to the poor. It's what it means, charity. But love is deeper than just giving gifts to the poor because you see it in the verse. I say, even if I'm giving all my goods to the poor, which people will call charity, and see, don't have this thing in your heart called charity that is love. That divine love is what he's talking about. Let's use the word love. So though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, which is God's kind of love, agape love. He said, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. If I have all these gifts you just mentioned, the manifesting of the gifts, everybody wants for themselves to be, so that they will know they are the one doing this or they have the gifts or this or power, power gifts. Or so all of those gifts, that, don't cover it for yourself. That's how I say, don't cover it for yourself. Covered for the body of Christ, God manifests in our midst. Then we come and say, God is in your midst of the truth. It's the works one to glorify God for. You say, when somebody comes among you and you prophesy to them, their secrets of their life is exposed to them in chapter 14. So they will fall down and say, God is in your midst of the truth. Not God is in you, brother. God is in your midst. That is, the glory is to God is in our midst. That's what we want. That if you are thinking is to glorify you, that you, God is speaking through you, my brother. Not through that, brother. Through you. Then you are glory. You are receiving the glory that belongs to God. God is not going to even sanction that. And if you see strongly desire it and press it for it, the demons will accommodate you. And you won't know who is speaking through your mouth. You think it's the God and it's the demons telling lies that are not fact, that are not even true. So that's why you want to do this thing right. Do it right by just praying the Lord manifest it through us. Whoever you want to use, just let God be seen in our midst. That will make God to manifest as He wills. So, Apostle Paul now is telling us if you have all of these gifts and you are not having love for one another, the gifts won't help you. See, you'll be like a sounding, a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. Verse 2 says, And though I have the gifts of prophecy, see what we are saying, all those manifestations, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, 
He said, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, now that's the one everybody thinks is charity. When you give money to the poor, you help someone like that saying, you can be doing that and still don't have this love. And though I give my body to be born, I mean, you say, well, beat me for him. You can do, do that, still don't have love. Love is a spiritual thing in your heart. And have not love. He said, it profited me nothing. Love, this is now it's going to describe the scholar's task of love. So far it long. And is kind. Love envied not. It's talking about character. Your love must not envy the other person. If you love them, they are getting they are getting promotion. You praising God for them. But you have not got your own promotion. Well, just trust in God. Love envied not. Because envy will bring jealousy and and uh, hatred for the person that is praising God. Love envied on love vaunted not itself. If you are the one that is getting everything, you don't prefer, oh gee, I am the one that God is using here. That is vaunting yourself. If you love these people, you are missing to you won't vaunt yourself. I'm the one God is using here. You will listen to me. That's vaunt. He said, Love does not vaunt itself. It's not puffed up. He said, You be humble because that God dwells with the humble. Love does not behave itself unseemly. In other places, it does, it's not a uh, rude. Love seeketh not our own self centered self seeking. It's not what love is. It's not seeking its own that I must have the fantasy. I must have the fantasy that's seeking your own. Love is not easily provoked as the gentleness of Christ. Not easily provoked. And love thinketh no evil. That's where you resist the thoughts that come to your mind. The devil bring the thoughts that that man is this, that that fellow is that, that no, shut it down. Those are evil thoughts. Love does not think you think you love this brother, you won't be thinking evil of them. And if anything happens, any demon whisper evil, you rebuke the devil, let me tell the brother. Rebuke the devil that is reaching evil to any person and let them run away from you. Love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love must rejoice in the truth. Love beareth all things. Be it. If you love, let like, your husband and wife in the household. If you do something wrong, be it. Try to try to live with another in peace. Love bear it all things. I can't bear it anymore. I'm separating from this husband, from this wife. Then you are not walking in love anymore. Love bear it all things. Well, that man want to kill you, well, you can get away from the threat of being killed and just until there's peace in the house and they settle it back. You see? But be all things. If you say no, we are not, I'm can't, can't handle them, we're going to court and divorce. That means love your love is not bearing all things. Love believeth all things. Now that's another thing. Like, what is believing all things? Your child came back to you and tell you what's going on. You are already saying no, you are lying. How do you know he's lying? Or he lied yesterday. Then train the child not to lie anymore. So that you say, if you say I'm going to believe you, love is to believe all things. I love my child, I believe what he says. But if you tell me lies, when I find lie, I'm going to give you double punishment. Double punishment for telling lies and not telling the truth. And that was what how I train, train my own children. Don't ever tell me lies. If I say, why did you come late from school? Don't tell lies, just tell the truth. If you're going to suffer punishment, suffer your punishment. But to say, well, yeah, something happened and they found out that no, nothing happened. You're playing with your friends when you should be home. Then you're going to be doubly punished. So that is Love is to believe all things. But if you found that somebody is telling you lies, you better cut the lying thing 
early when they are young so that they know the truth that they are to tell the truth always because all liars are going to the lake of fire. Love is to believe all things. Love hopeth all things and endureth all things. We are believing God that is coming back. We believe and hold on to it that is coming back soon. And we are going to endure all sufferings until he come and take us in rapture. That is love because we love God and we love the thing he brings to mankind. Love never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. All this manifestation we are talking about, there will be no more need of it when we get to heaven. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, somebody tried to use this in the in some time ago, said, well, we don't need this Holy Ghost, uh, but it's the gift of the Holy Ghost, we don't need it anymore. We, when we have love, we don't need that anymore. He's talking about when we get to the glory, nobody will need to prophesy to you anymore. You are already in heaven. But right here now, we still need this manifestation of these gifts. We need those manifestations of these gifts to do the work of love. We also need love also. And when we are perfected in love, it's not the manifest gifts that's going to get a good praise. It's the love of God that's going to be well praised. The, the, the fruit of the Spirit is what is praised by God. Not the manifestation, because the devil can manifest some of those gifts, but he cannot manifest the fruit of love. Remember that. The devil cannot manifest the fruits of love, which is divine love that is describing the attributes of long suffering, patience, gentleness, meekness, kindness, brotherly kindness. Those are fruits of the spirit that he manifests in your spirit when the Holy Ghost has taken over your life. And that is what God commanded us. The, the gifts of the Holy Ghost will not will not take us there. The gifts, manifesting of those gifts will not take us there because the devil can mimic those gifts. But the fruits of the spirit, love. That your fruit bear, that you bear, that people can see and see your good work. Those are the ones that's going to get you to heaven. The fruit of the spirit. That's why he's saying that if you don't have love and you have all those power, gifts, and miracles and so on, you are nothing. You need the divine love of God to manifest in you. Sometimes you practice it so that it becomes part of you. Say so we know in power, we prophesy in power. When that which is power is condemned, that which is in power shall be done away. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of this is love. The greatest of all those things is love. And that's why Apostle John in his epistle to the First episode you mentioned over and over again that God is love, and I'm going to wrap up this chapter with that. First John chapter 4, verse 16. Where it says, Beloved, let us from verse 7 we say, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that is that loveth is born of God and will go. He that loveth not is not of God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In verse 16 said, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God, and God in him. I will continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you. Walk in love.